Hello, every fucking buddy. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. So, Michael, as you can tell, I'm not in the best of moods, but I'm hoping you'll cheer me up. How is your fucking week? <laughs> yeah, for those who uh, didn't have the joy of before this started, David started with, I'm in no fucking mood to record tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, the week was good, but today, as you know, we're recording on my birthday. Happy birthday. I forgot. Um, well, I, I, I wished you a happy birthday at like 12 a.m. last night. So I feel yeah. like I got my bases covered. Yes. Um, the song Happy Birthday is now in the public domain. If you want to happen to break in the song at any time, feel free. But you Oh, and to. we won't get uh, copyrighted for it. That's right. It's in the public <laughs> domain now. So because it is my birthday, I feel, to quote Ricky Bobby, it's in the Geneva Convention. I can say whatever I want today. So, <laughs> so wanna, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's unpack that. What does that mean? What, who are you going off on now? I want to know why we can't use the term midgets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get shit for the last episode? Yeah. So I said, you know, you're creating a midget army. And I got a couple, one or two people who like were jokingly saying to me, well, you're not supposed to use the word midget anymore. So let's let's think about this for a second. The politically correct word is little people. Is that better <laughs> that you're calling him a little person? Like, is, is that better? No. So, it, like, look, Dwarf, I know, is a specific kind of midget um, or specific kind of little person. I think they are um, full-size body, maybe, smaller arms and legs. And, oh, uh, you're I don't way know. out of my fucking league on this. I have no idea what the polit- politically correct and or actually correct way to describe them are. Yeah, it's Probably in uh, books like Encyclopedia that we keep on the top shelf. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this weekend we went to the city, the family. We went to a museum. And by city, Uh, do we mean Manhattan? Yes, New York City. Or do we mean all five boroughs? New York. No, just Manhattan. (laughs) Sorry, you have to refer back to a previous episode if you want to know what the beef (laughs) is on that one. Yes. We went to the Museum of Natural History. We did like three hours in there. We only got to see three or four rooms. And the fucking place is massive. But the my daughter, who's eight, has never experienced a dirty water dog. So for those who are not from New York, a dirty water dog is the little street vendors that sell hot dogs out of their carts. And one of the reasons why they're called dirty water dogs is because the guys are out there all day and the hot dogs are sitting in them all day. There's also the age-old question of where do they go when they got to go to the bathroom, <laughs> right? So that plays into it as well. Um, and she's not necessarily a big hot dog lover. So I'm like, look, you got to try this fucking hot dog. It's going to be the best hot dog you ever had. And she's like, okay, I'll try one. I'll try one. And then she tried it. She loved it. Some of the best hot dogs on the planet, other than maybe a Chicago dog. Yeah, it's just amazing how different they are from those vendors. Mm -hmm. The way they taste, the texture, everything about it. So we did that. She had her dirty water dog, which was great. My son had a couple of them. Um, And then as we're leaving the city, and I, I just love Manhattan. There's nothing like it in the world. Nothing. We're driving home. The guy next to me on the highway is shaving. In the car. No, in the car. With all right, so hold on. With, with like an electric razor? 
No, no, no. That's the thing. I've seen people with electric razors before do it. I get that a little bit more. Yeah. The fucker had like a big, and he was shaving the whole beard in the car. Damn, that's so I said impressive. to my wife, so I passed the guy, and I'm like, Whoop. I'm like, I backed up. I'm like, that guy's shaving. That guy, you got look at that guy. He's fucking shaving in the car. So. It's just, you don't, where else are you going to fucking see that? That's what I love about New I've York I've shaved City, my man. balls in the car. I've never shaved my face, though. Yeah, yeah right. That's why they call you lefty. <laughs> <laughs> People uh, in New York, uh, before that, before we get to that, my week is shitty, but you already know that. Um, <laughs> people in New York take car driving and uh, other things that they do in the car to a, like a whole nother level. I feel like some of the stories that you've told about just things that you've seen while driving are, I mean... People in Arizona are the worst fucking drivers in the world. If it rains, God forbid, it should fucking rain in Arizona. People don't realize that you need to slow down. So they're still doing 70, 80 on the highways. And it's like 10 accidents by 8 a.m. on the freeway. It's ridiculous how bad people drive out here. But in New York, there's some of the craziest drivers. But, you know, there's not as many accidents, you know, per capita. And people are doing some crazy shit while they're driving in New York. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Every well, everybody in New York knows you have to drive defensive, right? So you're always looking yeah. for the guy who's going to cut you off. After nine eleven, actually, it was pretty weird to me because, like, I was driving in the city, and the people are like, "No, no, you go. No, no, you go." Because we're like, all people one people, people, Michael. Like, yeah, yeah. After nine eleven, everybody like rebonded for a couple. Yeah, weeks. I was, was, was going like, to say that didn't last long. Everybody was so courteous <laughs> and stuff, and then. And then by Halloween, it was the same old New York City. <laughs> I remember, even even in Arizona, I remember being in Phoenix right after 9-11, and I was walking somewhere, and there was a police officer there, and we all we both kind of like did the, did the hat nod to each other as we passed, which never fucking happens, and it's never happened since, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> so speaking of the crazy taxis and stuff, I will send you, so you can include it in the middle of this, the picture of the taxi I was in that had a, had a full functioning fish tank in the fish in the taxi i'll send you a picture so you can include it in the episode yeah, if i remember i'm going on vacation <laughs> tomorrow so i need to get the fuck out of dodge it yes. was 117 today it's supposed to be like 118 tomorrow and i just i'm so over it between the heat like as soon as you walk outside you instantly sweat i've got dealing with getting my dad ready for me not being here for a week is an absolute nightmare um, I mean, he's had just issues galore. He, last week, he like went on a tear and ripped a bunch of, he's got those vertical blinds, you know, the really cheap ones that kind of like clip and the hole is like super small and super, you know, fragile. Well, he ripped a bunch of those yeah. down. So I had to take him to Home Depot last week and get the new ones. And like three times while we were at Home Depot waiting in line for the guy to cut the blinds to the size of his window, he asked me why we were there. <laughs> and each time I'm just like, Dad, you're literally holding the blinds in your hand. How's his TVs holding up? So since TV? I bought the, essentially the otter box for televisions, he has not broken the TV. Knock on wood. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. I hope he doesn't break it while I'm out of town because they ain't no replacing it until I get back. Yeah, that's, uh, let me tell you, it's a... Uh... It's a lonely time when you don't have a TV. My dad, who is paying $8,000 a month for my mom to be in a nursing home, won't, refuses to pay the $80 for cable that they charge. So oh, she shit. has, he, the first thing he bought her was legit like those, 
rabbit ears that you would put on the back of a 1970 <laughs> TV. He calls me up. He's like, I'm going to leave him here. I want you to come and hook him up. So I come and hook him up. It's two channels. Um, and it's like, one is like, it's just an info commercial. That's it. So, mm-hmm. but granted, when you have Alzheimer's, an info commercial is probably fine. But I'm like, I, like, I'm like, I can't do that to her. So I brought him to the place. He still is not paying for cable. We went to the place. We got a different one that at least gets her like 10 channels. And so I actually went for my birthday. I went by today and I was talking with her and I hooked that up. And I was surprised how clear the couple channels came in. I am also surprised how bad some of the options are on those channels because they are free. So um, I thought that was pretty interesting that like, in this day and age that people are still using antennas to get some channels was shocking to me. Yeah. You need to get her like a DVD player with like a five disc changer and then put like her favorite five movies on and just hit random and just have it just play Right. this way. You know, she'll at least get some memories of some of the good movies and she doesn't have to watch all the crap that's on TV. All my dad complains about is, Oh, there's people dying and kids getting murdered. And I'm like, dad, you need to stop watching the news, turn on something that's a little bit more, you know, graceful. All right. So if I go down that route, I want people to put in the comment field, some movies that they think she might be interested in. And for you assholes out there, you put Jurassic park. I'm not getting Jurassic park. So don't put movies like that. So put some movies no, down you gotta there. Put movies like Memento. <laughs> like yeah. I told you they were showing 51st dates. Yeah. I'll get Memento yeah. 51st dates, Groundhog's day. Uh, right, we need three more movies yeah. to go in the, uh, in the five disc, uh, carousel. Yeah, so here, for, here's for what I mom. want people to do. Comment down below with, if they can five really inappropriate movies, and then a different comment with five real movies that somebody in their almost eighties would enjoy. Cocoon. I think she would like Cocoon. Remember that movie? Well, a little bit. Um, You know, Wilford Brimley in that movie was only like 50-something years old. Oh, they all looked really old. Yeah, he was playing like a 90-year-old guy in that movie. Yeah. Well, that's like Estelle Getty in Golden Mm -hmm. Girls. He was younger. She was like in her 30s. He was younger (laughs) than the girl who she was playing her mother in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, even though I'm in a pissy mood and not in the mood to to record i do want to get to our topic of the uh of the episode today because i think there's a lot of fun stuff that can come of it okay so the topic this week is and we've been talking about this and you and i have been trying to plan one of these for our fucking families for what two three years now Mm -hmm. and that is we all want to go on a cruise yes and we even booked one that was supposed to leave in December of 2019. Obviously no, 2020. December hit. of 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah, yeah we you booked sure it. it 2019? We booked it early in either late 19 or early 20 because it was for my wife's uh, 40th birthday. Oh, uh, okay. Well, anyways, we've been trying to plan that. And you and I have been talking about it for years. But you get seasick. Very. So I was like, you know what, maybe before we go on an actual cruise, you should kind of like go on a mini cruise with your kids and see if like you can, you can last. How did that go? So because my daughter is eight, she was, the time we went on the cruise, she was maybe six. We decided to go on a Disney cruise. And I don't know if you've ever done a Disney cruise versus some of the others, but purely based on price, Disney is basically double any other cruise. Oh, for sure. So... We're like, look, this is the first time, like, because it was one of those where it's like 
this might be the only cruise we ever go on because I get so seasick on boats that I'm like, if that carryovers to a big boat and everybody said, you won't get that sick on a big boat, you'll be fine, you don't feel it, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, but this could possibly be the only cruise we ever go on. So I'm like, I'm mm. okay. We'll spend the money. We'll we'll do the cruise. So, so how much did you spend? The cruise itself was between eight and nine grand. So for two adults, two kids, how long was it? Five days, maybe. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that's not the most expensive cruise. <laughs> well, it's not the most expensive cruise, but eight grand for five days. Plus, we had to buy the tickets to get down there. So the whole thing ended up costing us ten or eleven thousand. So how was your room? The the room was a middle tier room, like one of those where, uh, just to give you an idea, I did comparable cruises at the same time. So Disney All In was between a seven ten and eleven thousand dollars. Carnival and and Royal Caribbean, all those were like six grand for the apples to apples comparison. Mm. So I know you can keep going up in the rooms, you know, get bigger yeah. and better rooms and spend a fortune, but apples to apples, it was basically double the price. So do you roll thick in those rooms? You get the big rooms when you go? Uh, so so my first cruise was, um, it was not too long after I got married the first time. And it was a carnival cruise. And it just so happened that my entire side of the family was going on a cruise. And they were like, hey, you guys should come with. So last minute, we bought tickets for the cruise and... There wasn't really much of a choice. And to be honest with you, I wasn't making a whole lot of money at the time. So we ended up spending maybe three or four grand. And I shit you not, the room, I can touch. If I stretched my arms out, I can touch both walls one way. <laughs> and if my wife and I, hand in hand, could touch both walls the other way, that's how big the room was. The room, or the room was so small that it didn't have a bed. It had two couches that you can flatten and then push together to make a full bed because once the bed was fully out there was there was nowhere to walk in the yeah. room and the bathroom was like the size of a bathroom you would see on like a subway train yeah so our our room was okay size it had a either full or queen king type bed for the me and my wife and then it had a couch that converted into bed for my son and then some fucking bed that came out of the ceiling for my daughter Oh, Murphy bed. So, yeah, uh, in essence, like a Murphy bed, but straight down. I think Murphy bed oh, like, okay. come out of the wall. Interesting. Um, yeah, so they, they did a couple yeah. things. They lowered it. It was almost like uh, Boba Fett going in, uh, Han Solo going into right. the carbonite. <laughs> carbonite. Yeah. So it was that so kind of So let me finish. So, so, so that was my first cruise. The second cruise was with my aunt and her husband. And they had been like, she's like the master shopper, right? Like she had already gone on this cruise, same boat, same islands. Like, and she was cool with that. She was like, you guys need to come with us. We had such a good time. Here's how to get the best deal. And she had worked it, worked it, worked it. And I think we paid six grand. It was like a seven day cruise. It hit like four or five spots and it was, it was good. It was a Royal Caribbean. The boat was absolutely massive. I mean, it's basically a floating city. There's a mall and there's with all sorts of shops and there's casinos and you know the deal. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely massive, really good. So in that, we got like the middle tier room, right? So um, I knew what I didn't want, but I didn't kind of know how nice the rooms can get. So, um, so for six grand, we got a decent sized room. It was me, my wife, and my two kids. 
So we had a balcony this time. The other one was like an interior room where like you, you basically, it was a closet. This had a balcony. So you can go out in the balcony, you can see the ocean and whatnot. So like, that was like six grand. Okay. And then the cruise. So we liked that so much that the following, like two years later, we did another cruise with my in-laws and it was also Royal Caribbean, but it was a bigger ship. It was like their biggest ship at the time. And so that was kind of attractive to me because I like the floating cities. I want to like explore the boat and never be right. bored over the course of the six or seven days of the cruise. So um, that time I was like, fuck this. I want like a castle. Like I'm tired of the small rooms. So we got like a two bedroom suite and uh, it was a handicapped room. So it had extra space all yeah. over the place. So you can fit a wheelchair. The bathroom was massive. It was probably bigger than 95% of the hotel rooms I've ever stayed in in my entire life. And Yeah, so you mentioned that handicap thing. So, look, I've only done one or two cruises, or one, and I tried to do another. But that's something I picked up on yeah. the last time when I booked the cruise that we didn't end up going on. Pro tip. was Yep, you book the handicap room, you get more space for the same price. Yep. I mean, I'm assuming they don't check if you're handicapped when you walk. I still on, paid twelve grand for that trip, Oof. for a seven day trip. So, um, but in my mind, and still to this day, that was worth every penny. I would do it again in an absolute heartbeat because the room was great. Like when you get a small room, you feel like you have to go out and you like you don't want to be in the room because it's just so confined. You just want to go out and do stuff. There were times where we spent the day out at the pool and we were just shit-faced and just wanted to go back and lay down and watch TV. And you can't really do that in some of those smaller rooms. So this was a nice room where you can just kind of chill out and just hang and watch TV. And we had people in the room and, hey, let's order room service and let's get a bottle of wine. So it was it was pretty sweet. I would do that again in a heartbeat. So let's talk about, you said leaving the room, right? What about other things on the ship that cost money? Do you do a lot of those? So like for the Disney cruise, they had the lunch with the princesses yeah. or breakfast with the princesses yeah. or something like that. Um, because Marvel at the time, Disney had already owned them. So they were something like, you know, I don't know, meet Thor or yeah, whatever the hell cool. it was called. But you could meet a couple Marvel And that's here. stuff you can only do on a Disney boat. You can't do that on any right. other cruise. So does any of the other cruises offer anything else? Like oh, yeah. other things on the boat? Not Well, I will you tell you this. So. Typically, I know what I know. So having gone on enough cruises now, I know I'm going to drink more than um, the unlimited drink package costs me. All right. That's that's a fact. You might not. <laughs> no, I can I out drink the package any day of the week. So I will always opt for the unlimited drink package. That's number one. The Wi-Fi package, I will always get the Wi-Fi package. I'll get to what you're asking. But you know, there are other things that I pre-buy that make it so that you don't have to spend a whole lot of money while you're on the boat. Um, mm -hmm. The Wi-Fi package, always get that, especially since I've got two kids. The boat's a floating city. I let them go. And as long as I can text them and say, hey, let's meet for dinner at six at this place, we're good, right? So Wi-Fi package, super important, especially when you're out in, in the middle of the ocean. Um, and then there's, you know, like the meal package. So we'll always upgrade the meal package because I, I don't want to have to think about where I'm going to eat every night. So it's nice to just be like, hey, we're eating at the steakhouse on Monday. We're going to be at the Italian place on Tuesday. We're going for sushi on Wednesday. That's kind of nice. So those are like the three things that I always do. 
The only other things on the Royal Caribbean boats that I've been on that you need to pay for, um, and some of them are included with, if you buy like the Wi-Fi and the dinner package and all that other shit, they most, of the, for the most part, throw in everything else. There are some boats that have like this big crane thing that like, you know, it's a big bubble and you go in it and it floats you out over the ocean and that's kind of cool. You would pay for that. They, There's... They like throw you overboard? No, no. It's like a big like hook crane with a big uh, bubble in it. And you get in the bubble and there's like a bartender and they serve you drinks and then it it rotates over the ocean. So you're like, you can look down on the floor and you're hanging out over the ocean. It's it's kind of like a, the floating restaurant concept, but it's like the size of like a yeah. small table with like, you know, four or five people. I think that I've seen that in movies that then an octopus comes yeah, out of the ocean like and takes that shit down. <laughs> so let me go back over some of the things you said. The unlimited drink package, not worth no. it for me, right? I don't really drink. If I have, if I, even on the cruise, it was a five day cruise. If I had five drinks, that's yeah, a lot. So five drinks on a cruise, the, though, like $200. Yeah. But I don't, to be honest, I don't even remember if I had one. The, uh, the data package. So again, my first cruise made that rookie mistake. I bought, you know, doing the math in my head. I know how much I use in a month. I know what I need. I'm like, I'll buy the one gig Ooh. package. I went through that before I turned around from the desk <laughs> where I just paid for it. That's how fast that shit yeah. burned through. Well, because your, um, your son's probably want, your son probably wants to watch YouTube. Your daughter wants to watch mm-hmm. movies, whatever. All that streaming, one movie, zoom, sucks that whole package yep. up. Yep. So, and then the other thing was one of the other things about the Disney cruise. So El Guapo goes on them every year, and he was the one who was like, you know, if you want to come on one, we'll organize. We'll go the same time, that kind of stuff. The one thing that I didn't think to ask. And I got fucking burned on it for was after we booked, after we were outside of like, you can't cancel anymore. He's like, by the way, you know, they don't have gambling on Disney cruises, what? right? I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they don't have gambling on Disney cruises. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, every cruise I've ever heard about, that's the big thing. People are like, oh, you get to gamble. You, you hit international waters 10 minutes into the cruise. Type. He's like, yeah, you can't gamble. I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> Plus, I didn't know if I was going to get seasick at the time. Yeah, I've done fairly well. Uh, thinking of the last couple of cruises I've been on, I've walked away with money each time. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so the Wi-Fi package is must. So my point was, like, if you buy all that stuff up front, there's usually nothing else you have to pay for on the boat, right? Obviously, every boat stops somewhere. There's offshore excursions. There's all sorts of things that you want to do. I am very much a spontaneous fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants, like, I like to just explore. Like we went to Puerto Rico and I didn't want to buy any of the offshore excursions. So the prior time that we went, we went to, um, we did like the, the rum factory, the Bacardi rum factory tour, which was awesome. So I would do that again in a heartbeat. But the second time we went back to Puerto Rico, we weren't supposed to go to Puerto Rico, but some, there was like a hurricane. So we had, they had to reroute us and they're like, Hey, we're going to stop in Puerto Rico. Love Puerto Rico would go back anytime. So I'm like, all right, great. I'm not going to get the excursion though. Let's just explore. And we walked around and found some of the like most fantastic restaurants like I had ever had in my entire life. We just explored downtown San Juan. And for me, that was cool as shit. Like I didn't need to have an excursion to do that. Yeah. See, for, But not every place is like that. Right. See, for me, because I had never been on one, I wanted to have it a little bit more organized. Mm-hmm. So we organized the Swimming with the Dolphins. We organized um, a small fishing boat for me and my son. He likes to fish. Uh, speaking of, we should go fishing while we're out with you. 
Um, he likes the fish. Now my daughter's talking about fishing. So we went on that. Where would you like to go fishing? It's 118 degrees out. Yeah. I don't know. Red lobster. <laughs> I'll, I'll book the trip for you. You guys let me know. I'll drop you off. <laughs> um, so we go on the fishing boat. And now, thankfully, the, the big boat, I didn't get sick. There were times where I could feel I was on the boat, but I never got sick. And I had bands on and I was taking the medicine, everything. It was like, you know, belt and suspenders type thing. We go on, we go to Disney, Castaway Key or something. It's called it's the island that Disney owns, which I think one side's like Bar, uh, Bahamas or something, and then Disney owns the other side. Yeah, we those do, are kind of nice. Yeah, those islands we do actually a, are pretty nice. A fishing trip out of there. Fish The whole fishing trip's like two or three hours. We get on the boat, we go out. Almost at the start of it, I'm like, these bands don't work on these smaller boats. Like, I feel it. <laughs> yeah, but they rock the it was good enough. So we started fishing, me and my son, and we were going through the process. And then, you know, the funny thing is, is the, the captain and the first mate and all those guys, they do so many of these that at one point, I guess, maybe it's the typical, like you see in cartoons, where I was turning green. The guy just looked over to me and was like, you, side of the boat, near the front, now. And so, like, I went, and, like, literally two seconds later, I was throwing up. So it was pretty yeah. funny that he, like, you can tell. saw it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's seen enough people vomit. And then the rest of that fucking trip, I would just sat on the front of the boat face down, basically, or face up, um, trying not to die. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the difference between small boats and, mm-hmm. and big boats. So, I mean, I've had some pretty good trips. But here's the thing. So, right now, a cruise is a floating Petri dish. Mm-hmm. Like with COVID and all the shit going on and they even, so I was actually doing a little bit of research to see what cruise lines have reopened again. Most of them have just opened within the last couple of weeks of the airing of this episode. So that's crazy. And one of them, a few people on it came down with COVID and they had to quarantine them and you got this whole thing again. Like, what do you do? Who's been exposed? How do you contact trace? I mean, everybody's next to everybody on the boat. Yeah, if you look, and it's funny, if you still look at the listing of COVID cases, like there's all the different countries and it keeps going further, further down. And then one of the things on the bottom is like the Diamond Princess cruise yeah. that had like 100 cases or something. Yeah, so that's like its own more than some countries. Category. Yeah, that's its own <laughs> category on the list. So that's the thing. Like, So we were supposed to go last year for my wife's 40th. That fell apart once COVID kept going. And then we got to a point where we had to cancel it or you start losing money. So we canceled it. Um, my wife bought herself, she bought herself a little Polly Pockets cruise ship thing <laughs> as her consolation prize. I that's thought that awesome. was kind of funny. Um, so like, that's the question is she wants to do it. Like that's, it's still on our list. Like quote unquote, my 40th birthday cruise, but one cruise goes out and a couple of people come back sick that, and that was like a test cruise, right? That was only 20%, yeah. 30% occupancy on a three, four, 5,000 passenger ship so i don't know i just think that that's it's going to be a long time before i feel comfortable to be trapped somewhere where you don't know the person next to you you don't know what's happening um hey look i guess a plane's kind of the same thing but that's only a couple hours not five or six days yeah and you're not you're not mingling with people on a plane right you're pretty much keeping to yourself the um i mean the the whole concept of this is really interesting but how do you feel about um, them requiring people to be vaccinated in order to to board the ship? That didn't work on this first ship. Well, it's 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 against the law. 
So, because um, well, is it? So here's the thing: is it actually against the law to requ- require it for stuff, or is it not best practice? It depends on the state. Like I will tell you this: the Florida governor is fighting his ass off to make it so that it's against the law to ask someone if they've been vaccinated, which means that the 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 cruise lines would never be able to enforce it. So it's like Vegas. Like I was in Vegas a couple week, weeks ago, right? And I asked, I've been vaccinated, so I don't care. Um, so I was immediately like, rip my mask off, like I'm done. And I asked the pit boss, I'm like, well, you know, how do you know? He's like, we don't. I'm like, can you ask? He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't ask, you don't know. So, you know, would you, I would feel safer if they required everyone to get vaccinated mm-hmm. on a cruise ship. I would probably have no problem going on a cruise. I agree. And, you know, like you said, with the, it's the honor, in Connecticut and New York, it's the honor system. So they say you don't need to wear a mask if you've been fully vaccinated. But I, look, I know for a fact there's plenty of people right next to me who are not wearing their masks who aren't vaccinated, sure. right? It's just law of averages. There's going to be some of Well, only 60% of the country is vaccinated. So, I mean, right. four out of every and 10 so, people. Like, even, even my firm, which is going to full occupancy in about two weeks, they're like, we, we can't ask you if you're vaccinated. You actually can't ask somebody else if they're vaccinated. They're like, we want to remind you that's a violation of HIPAA, which is like the healthcare laws mm-hmm. and stuff. They're like, and if you're if you're vaccinated, you can not wear a mask. If you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. So isn't that a little bit of kind of asking people, right? Because yeah. in theory, like unless people are just going to straight out lie, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, people do all the time. It is what yeah, it is. I don't know. So um, funny, funny story along the same lines. Arizona State University, the uh, the president of the school, wanted to mandate that all students, they offer in-person classes now and they offer, you know, online classes. Um, he wanted to mandate that all students coming back for on-campus classes, which hasn't happened yet since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so August would be the first time that they're able to do that. He wanted to mandate that they would all have to be vaccinated in order to do so. And the uh, governor of Arizona said, hell no, not on my watch, not happening. So he he basically issued an executive order. I think it was like yesterday saying that university can't do that. So if you want to go back on campus and you're not vaccinated, have at it. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting in this winter because, you know, my understanding of the virus is it slows down in the summer, picks up in the winter. So we'll see. So when you're, on these cruises, are you scared of them sinking at all? Like, there's not a uh, lot of them. I mean, one of the more famous ones is Titanic, which... Titanic um, was the movie that actually made me want to go on a cruise. I looked at how awesome... Well, other than the sinking part, I'm like, that actually looks kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other than the gunshot at the end, how was the play, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, like I, I got to be honest, like I, I look, I know there was one recently. What is it, the Costa Concordia, which turned over because the fucking Italian guy was an idiot. I, I could even say Guinea because I, I think am that Italian, ship is still sitting on the beach, wherever it they, is. I think they finally got it out, but it was Did like really? five years. Yeah, it was that it took them to get that, that shit out. So I don't, I don't really think I think about it sinking at all. I, I do get nervous whenever I do these things, though, with my kids, right? That makes it a little bit more, because I'm not just, like, worrying about myself. I'm also worrying about them. So that's the kind of stuff that I worry about. If something happens, even if, like, granted, the extreme is it sinks, but even, like, 
there's a fire on the ship or it runs aground or it um, has an issue or something. That's what I worry about. And so whenever the kids are around, um, look, I know there's times when they can suck the life out of you. And I know there's other times when you have a blast with them, but there's things that I don't enjoy as much anymore. If they're with me, we went to the grand Canyon a couple of years ago. Right. And first of all, I'm not a big grand Canyon lover. Right. I, I do think, and I have defined it as it's a big fucking hole in the ground. It's pretty, but it's a big fucking hole in the ground. It's a big, pretty hole. When I was there with them and you guys, I like all I could think about was, holy shit, there's no fucking railings on this. And I didn't enjoy it because I was just watching where my kids were, what they were doing. And so it's things like that that really get in my head more than like a major, major thing like it's sinking. Well, you're a fun sponge. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to record. All right. So I got to ask. You like your foods. I do. So all you can eat buffet. I mean, how does that how does that work for you on a cruise? In general. I do not do well at buffets. So wait, and by the, <laughs> explain that. What do you mean you I do will. not do well? There, I think there's supposed to be something in your body that tells you, hey, hey, we're good. <laughs> I don't think that guy shows up for me when I go to a buffet. <laughs> and and I've also learned the hard way on buffets that you don't go mains, dessert, mains again, because that has ended poorly as uh-huh. well. Um, but yeah, like buffets, I, I don't, I just eat so fucking much. It's because it's all free. Like I want cherry pie and I want cheesecake and I want ice cream and I want this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is definitely a lot of, oh, I can take a little slither of this, a little sliver of that, a little sliver of that. So you get to try everything. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I don't know what Guinness has as a record, but I'm relatively sure I've beaten it on whatever cooked shrimp is at the table. Right? <laughs> like, I'm relatively sure of that. So I, I, um, we have to tell the story though. You and I, I mean, we've been going to Vegas since I was 17, you were 19, right? Mm-hmm. Like, literally been going to Vegas since before we should have been going to Vegas. And every time we went, the first thing we would do is go to Caesar's Palace because they had the all-you-can-eat buffet. And it was like, I don't know, it was like eleven ninety nine, but they had mounds and mounds of shrimp cocktail. Mm-hmm. And we would fill our plates like mountains of shrimp cocktail with a big bucket of, of cocktail sauce and just sit there and eating for like 45 minutes until we literally would throw up from being so full. And halfway through it, I'm somewhere, one of us was like, seafood's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and look, and the, in the early days, it was definitely like the cheapest buffet, mm-hmm. eat the stuff, eat as much as you could, get out of As we've gone on, some of them we've gone to some of the nicer buffets, but it's, it's in essence a lot of the same it shit. Is. Like it's, Food that's been sitting there. So when you were in Vegas a couple weeks ago, did they have buffets still or is that dead? Um, you know what? The only time I ever eat a buffet is usually with you guys. I couldn't tell you because I didn't even, you know, when we go, when the wife and I go, we we go to some pretty nice restaurants. Oh, I see. You slum with us. No. Hold on. Hold the fucking <laughs> minute. Last time, if I remember correctly, no, it wasn't last time. It's probably going back five, six years now. You and me and two other guys went to the most expensive stone crab restaurant in the forum shops at Caesar's Palace and continued to eat, was it an $800 meal between the four of us? It was like seven or 800 bucks without the tip. Yummy. <laughs> yeah. So don't tell me I slum it with you guys. Well, also there's, 
the the alcohol. Like that's one thing that fucking burns me every time. So I have feel I have to make it up in food, <laughs> right? So because you can't get the free alcohol. Yeah, or and I'm not drinking even in general. Like if like you know hot chocolate will get if he's with us he'll get a fifty dollar you know shot of whatever eighteen year old type thing. Um, no, more like forty year old. Yeah, like he gets all that kind of stuff. So that shit's really expensive. And then I'm like, you know what? I will take two appetizers. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing I learned on the cruise. So the first night, being a novice. I was like, um, I will have this appetizer. I will have this main. I will have this dessert. And then my son didn't want an appetizer. So I'm like, oh, he'll have this other appetizer. <laughs> and so did that the first night. Yeah. Then I was talking to El Guapo and he's like, you know, you can order whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. He's like, if for, you want six appetizers, you tell me what. I'm like, what? <laughs> so the next night I was like, I'll take two of these, two of these, start with one of those. Don't let it get cold and then bring this out. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to drag my finger down the menu. This is what you're going to (laughs) bring. So the funny thing is, I don't know if you knew this or not. So when you prepay for the meal, the gratuity is included. All right. So the servers know this and the, the gratuity is, is a, is like 18% across the board. Right. So because you've prepaid for the meal, you can order whatever the fuck you want. They'll, they'll never tell you no. Okay. Right. It doesn't matter whether or not you've hit your max or whatever. They'll never tell you no. But the server gets tipped based upon the total that you spend, even though you're not mm. paying for it. I'm a server's wet dream then. So when we went there the last couple of times, they don't even offer us the option. They're like, look, you can choose from the menu, but I've been here long enough. I know what's good. I'm just going to bring you one of everything. And we're like, what? This is amazing. And then afterwards, I'm doing the math, and you have to sign the ticket. And I'm like, holy shit, that dude just got a $300 tip. And we didn't even pay for this meal. So uh, they're, they're, in, they're, they're incented to just completely pack on as much shit as possible because that's how they get paid. All right. So I, I want to end on tipping for the cruise. Do you have anything else you want to talk about the cruises? Uh, I, the only the only question that that remains, and we we have to tackle this, is: Do you think cruises will continue in a post COVID environment? Yes, eventually. Eventually, how? Eventually, the same as they always were, or eventually in some sort of modified capacity? I, I think some things will be modified. So, like, I don't think they're going to have the all-you-can-eat buffets anymore. I think they're going to have the all-you-can-eat people hand you shit. <laughs> so I think that, that'll be different. Somebody will be behind there. They'll be the ones giving you stuff out and things like that. So I think that'll change. Um, I don't think the economics of that would work because there's not enough servers to be able to handle that many people. Yeah, they, they got to figure out something. But Yeah, yeah there's, I, there's another other whole problem that's created by that. But go ahead. Yeah, so I think that, that'll happen. I think that for... The beginning of it, though, I, I do say this with seeing how baseball games have gone. So this this conflicts directly with that. I'd say for the beginning of it, the volume will be lower and then it needs to increase over time. Right. I think inherently that's what will happen. But baseball games went to 90 and 100 percent this week and stadiums are full. So I was at the Phoenix Suns playoff game yeah. last week and it was I would say it was at 90 percent the game we went to. And they were at 100% within, like, two games later. So, yeah, we're back to normal. Yeah. So that kind of goes against my thought process, but that's how I feel. What do you think is going to happen? Um, so the whole premise 
of a cruise is they build this $5 billion city that floats. And the only way to make money off of it is they have to keep that thing floating over and over. I don't know if you've ever like stood back and watched the whole economics and the whole logistics of cruises, but when you're unloading to get off, the minute you walk out your door, some dude is in your room cleaning it up so that the next guy is on in the next two hours because that boat needs to get out of port yep. by 6 p.m. that night, even though you're only, you know, those those ships can only be in port for about six hours. Otherwise, they lose money. you got to pay back that multi-billion dollar loan if you're, you know, uh, Diamond or all the, you know, Royal Caribbean. You know, you, you take out a loan to pay for a multi-billion dollar ship. The only way to make money off of that is to pay back that loan quickly so that everything else from there on is all profit, right? So I think what's going to happen is some of the newer boats that they build, they're going to be lower capacity. Um, they're going to be cheaper. They're, they're, you can't spend billions of dollars. and Or um, unless you come up with a business plan that allows you to make money over 20, 30, 40 years, as opposed to five, 10 years. So it's it's a whole different business model. I think they're figuring it out. I, I don't think you can squish 5,000, 10,000 people on a boat in a post-COVID environment. I just don't think that works anymore. But isn't it a case of, so let's say a couple of the big companies now say, you know what, we got to build some smaller boats. By the time those boats are done and ready to come out, they might not be relevant anymore. Then you have a boat that you're not making as much money because you can't use it as much. Yeah, they take years to build. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I, so I've seen some, how they make some of those fucking boats on, like, how it's made and uh, mega structures and yeah. shit like that. It's pretty fucking, pretty fucking interesting. It's incredible how they do it. It's just, it's definitely a, an engineering feat. But if you just look at the logistics and you look at the economics of it, Without some sort of a government subsidy, I just don't see cruise lines spitting out these multi-billion dollar floating cities at a limited capacity and being able to make, I mean, you have to staff it. So it's, you know, for every passenger, you know, for every 10 passengers, there's at least one to two crew members. So, you, I mean, it's, it's insane, the logistics of how they actually make it work in a non-pandemic environment. So now throw the pandemic in and limited capacity and all the cleaning necessary and no more buffets. What do you do? What about the pool? Have you ever been to a pool on a boat? It's standing room only wall-to-wall people mm-hmm. almost all the time. So, okay, h- how do you not get COVID in that environment? Well, you throw a couple Caddyshack shit logs in the pool and people will <laughs> You mean the Baby out. Ruth bar? Yeah, look, I, but I would also think, look, I don't know how chlorine plays into it, but I don't know if chlorine helps keep it down. But yeah, you're right. Like, that's something where even on your best day, even a fucking grown adult, you're getting water in your mouth at some point somehow. Oh, I'm right? not even it's saying that. It it's just people being around each other, drunk, breathing on each other, sweating, walking by someone, your sweat touches their sweat. It's just... It's just you ever brush arms with someone while you're walking, you know, in a crowded place. Guess what? You yeah. just got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how'd you get COVID? I walked by. <laughs> um, All right. So I want to talk about tipping yeah. now because I don't know if this Disney thing was a Disney specific thing or not, but this is my experience. 
So the cruise was five days. On the fourth day or so, these envelopes show up mm-hmm. in your room with these slips with pretty ridiculous tips on it, all things considered. And I didn't know about this. Well, so I called downstairs when I got the thing. So let's say it was 500 bucks in tips, mm-hmm. let's say, between all the different people. You know, the, your, your waiter at the restaurant, the guy who cleans your room, the guy who once gave you toilet paper, the guy who said hello to you in the fucking hallway. Like everybody had a tip and had an envelope mm-hmm. for them. The, the, the waiter, the head waiter, the waiter's waiter's waiters, like it was ridiculous. So I called downstairs and I'm like, I got a question here. I'm like, I got these tip things. I go, I've never been on a cruise. I'm like, is this required tips? And the lady's like, well, it is optional. It is suggested. But I will say that is kind of what they're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up doing what it said. But again, that was another surprise to me. No lie, it was three or 400 bucks. Yeah. Um, so is that normal on cruises? All cruises I'd say do you that? got away pretty good. Um, I've spent probably five or 600 bucks in tips. Um, here's the thing. If I get good service, it's it's just like your bartender, right? You know he or she makes $10 an hour, and without tips, they can't pay their rent, right? Um, okay. People that work on cruise lines, no different. They get paid dirt minimum wage, the, the, the lowest that the cruise line can pay them, and they survive on tips. So, um, so I get that, and if I get good service, um, I tip. And if I do well at the casino, I tip more. And it just so happens, like all the cruises I've been on, I've done really well at the casino. So I'm usually very generous when it comes to tipping. Um, having said that, if I ever have a really down trip and I lose a couple grand at the casino, I'll probably be a little bit more stingy on the tipping just because it's like, you know, a little bit tighter. Funds are a little tight. Sorry. <laughs> it's like that time that we, uh, we went in Vegas and we, you know, we should talk about this too, maybe in a later time, but you're supposed to tip anytime you stay at a hotel. Like if they come and they clean your room, you're supposed to leave a tip. The only time I think we've ever left a tip, though, because we're cheap bastards, is the time where I threw up all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, we did leave a good tip on that one. I think I, I tend to forget. Like, hotels is somewhere that I tend to forget yeah. to leave a tip. Like, I would leave a couple bucks. I just don't remember yeah. to do it. Um, but, yeah, that's a discussion for, sure. for another day. So, quick shout-out to your midget lightsaber behind you. <laughs> looking you great noticed. at the uh, six-inch strong. <laughs> Um, and before we end, though, it's I want to talk about today for my birthday. I went. It's a little it's a what? lightsaber. It's not a midget lightsaber. Yeah, little people, little people, midget <laughs> more Um So for my birthday today, I drove to um, Kevin Smith's store. James yeah, you Island said you've been wanting to check that out in yeah Red Bank, New Jersey. So it's it's basically a um, pilgrimage to him. His store has all mm-hmm. of his shit set up. So. The other thing in the store, which is unique, and I know it's another podcast, but I absolutely love this other podcast. Tell mm-hmm. them Steve, Dave. They're all friends. They grew up together. They have a little store in the back. Um, and it just, I just loved it. Like, it was a great day. It was, I got to meet one of the guys, Wolf Lanigan, who was on, he was on Comic Book Man. If you watch Comic Book Man, he's one of the three on Tell Shout Him Steve, to Dave. Tell him Steve, Dave. So just. I said, shout out what? to Tell Him Steve, Dave. Yes. Tell Him Steve, Dave. And, you know. Walt is like, it's COVID. So I wasn't going to do anything anywhere. I wasn't going to shake his hand or anything like that. But Walt is a very reluctant Mm -hmm. celebrity, right? Like 
he's one of the guys that I think he would much rather be happy if he won the lotto and nobody knew who he was versus being on right. TV and all the stuff that comes along with it. But it was great. It was a great day. I absolutely loved being there. Um, thank you, Walt, for organizing to be in, making sure he was in when I went. So that was nice as well. Thank you, guys. Happy 59th birthday, Michael. Yeah, not that bad. <laughs> but not that far either. <laughs> All right. With that, I'm Hold Michael. on. No, right, no, no, what, no. Hold what, on. Like, subscribe. Please like, subscribe, comment down, down below if you have suggestions uh, for Mike's mom's five disc mm. DVD movie rotation, good or bad. We want to hear about it. If you're listening to this and not watching it on YouTube, unfortunately, there's, there's not a way you can comment on it. But please go to the YouTube channel, Ridiculously Bored. And comments, like, subscribe, let the uh, YouTube world know that we are here, and take it away, Michael. Yeah. So, also talk about the cruises. You know, you can give us comments on that. Is the cost of them worth it? You scared of the ship sinking? Yeah, I want to know. What do you guys think? Will Will cruises last? Will they survive? Is this Is this another like government bailout thing, or do you think they'll be able to to pick it up on their own once the uh, pandemic is behind us? Let us know. Yeah. And lastly, before we go. David and I are trying a little bit different, a couple stories in the beginning, uh, kind of more of a main focus topic. If you have any suggestions for that, put that down below as well. Yes, All right. please. Are you in a better mood now? Uh, no, I'm still fucking pissed at the world, but that's okay. Well, I'm still Michael Carter. And I'm still David Michael. <laughs> we are still ridiculously, ridiculously bored. bored. <laughs>